When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. Oilers. 6.30 Chad. What was billed as McDavid versus Matthews turns into the Nazem Kadri show. He scores twice, including the game winner 12 seconds into overtime, and the Leafs edge the Edmonton Oilers 3-2. Edmonton finishes its first 10-game segment of the season with a record of 7-2-1 for the first time this year. They have gone back-to-back games without getting a win. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. It's 8.33 along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins can also quickly let you know the Cubs leading game 6 of the World Series 7-2 in the top of the 7th so they're trying to close that out and force game 7 tomorrow night alright Rob, well the Oilers get 46 shots tonight they outshoot the Leafs 46-31 they've had 83 shots over the last 2 games and just 2 goals to score for it uh, I, I mean, the, the offensive players aren't always, I mean, a, a point-a-game player does not get a point a game. He might get three, might get two, then might be quiet. Are, are you concerned here? Is this a quiet spell for the offense? What's going on? No, I'm not concerned. It's a quiet spell. I mean, y- you'd like to see more production uh, out of some of your wingers on the top lines. Um, but, I mean, I'm a sports fan. I watch the Blue Jays. They're home run hitters. They run into a streak where they don't hit the ball out of the park. It's not like they forgot how to do it. It just sometimes they play against a team where the pitcher's better. Sometimes they play against a team the defense is better. Sometimes they have an off night. Right now they played the Oilers played against a team where Kadri was outstanding against Connor McDavid's line. The goaltender Anderson, who has struggled mightily this year, had a very good game. Got the benefit of some breaks, some good bounces, and the Oilers just weren't able to capitalize. I mean, if if this game was a game where Toronto outshot them 31-20 then we would be concerned about the way the others are playing. But 46 shots on net shows they were creating things. The problem was sometimes they created things and they gave up a little too much in their own zone. They outshot the Maple Leafs quite badly, but they did give up a lot of very good scoring chances. And Cam Talbot had to stand on his head a number of times. So to me, it's just a dry spell. I think that... You know, sometimes when you get off to a good start, you start thinking, okay, these, this team's unbeatable. This team is, is so good, but you forget this team is only, you know, nine, ten games removed from being, what, 27th, 28th in the National Hockey League last year. So strides have been made, but they still have to continue to improve. To me, the biggest thing right now is trying to find a way to get the wingers put the puck in the net. They're getting, they're getting chances. They just got to be able to wait to, to uh, finish, and that might be one of the things that you see in the next game where there is some line shuffling. The Oilers' goals tonight scored by Anton Lander, his first of the year. Darnell Nurse, his second of the year. The Oilers never had the lead tonight. They did tie it 
twice. The two goals means a $50 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. Booster Juice giving 25 bucks for every Oilers goal all season long. Leafs take it 3-2 in overtime. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. We have Alex standing by. Hey, Alex, go ahead. Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Love your show as always. I almost don't know what to say because you guys summarized the game so well anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that overtime was pretty gross. I, uh, I had my remote control on my hand, and the only thing that didn't send that thing flying through the TV was knowing that the owners didn't deserve to be in overtime anyway if it wasn't for Talbot earlier on in that period. And, uh, man, if Nugent Hopkins would have just shot that puck with seven minutes instead of trying to feed it to Cassie and being covered, and... Uh, and you guys pointed on it too that two thirds of that top line are not doing their thing. And a game like this, where it's getting greased, yeah, and lots of fighting for the puck, and Everly's never been that type of player. And I think it was Dropstoffer touched on it that he's not playing 100. percent Well, if that's the case, then why don't you get some other wingers up there and play with McDavid? Because I'm starting to see a trend here. I mean, I know uh, it's a new year, and the Oilers are seven two and one, and the thing is, though, is that I, I don't see that speed from Lucic, and if it's a greasy game like this, Everly and Lucic is not doing anything with that top line. Well, who do you put on your top line, then? Who do you put on your right wing? Well, I mean, you've, you've got Drysdale up there. Maybe uh, you put Maroon. Maroon worked with McDavid last year. Maroon's a left uh, winger, though. Who's well, going on your right lost, side? You're, you're going to have to help me out. <laughs> well, that, see, I that, don't know that. <laughs> see, that's that's the problem right now is the Oilers are thin on the right side. Everly's your first line right winger. Your your second line is Pugliarvi, and who is who's just trying trying to find his way in the National Hockey League, but still, he's not a first line NHL player. And your next right winger is Cassian. So Can that's what the Oilers comment? have. Yep. Uh, this is the type of game too where I was going. I was just gritting my teeth thinking. I hope someone from the owners don't get hurt. Because, you know, it's, you see this in the past where, you know, they're getting outplayed, outsmacked and whatever, and all of a sudden one of our teammates goes down. You know, and uh, you guys made a, a comment on through the play-by-play all night about how McDavid was taking hits. Took, took seven or eight hits tonight from what I saw, and some slashing and holding and stuff like this. And, you know, when you go to New York, it's not going to get any better. you got Lundqvist between the pipes and... New York, they're smoking teams right now. The only two games they've lost are by one goal. Oh, they're a very good hockey club, absolutely. Now, this, I mean, this is, we talked about it uh, a couple of days ago when the Oilers were coming into Toronto, the importance of the game in Toronto. You're coming off a loss on home ice, a game that it was an emotional game for the centers. You played pretty good, but, you know, probably deserve the loss. So you don't want to lose two in a row. You're playing Toronto. It's going to be pumped up. You're going to be excited. You want to get off to a good step on your road trip because you know what comes next. So all of a sudden you lose to Toronto, now you got the New York Rangers on the horizon who are playing as well as anyone in the National Hockey League. So yeah, you're right. This The Oilers in the past have, when they, they've run into a little bit of roadblock or a little bit of adversity, the little bit has turned into a long bit and they've slid. And that's the one thing the Oilers have got to be cautious of, that they don't have one of those three, four, five, six game things and erase all the good things that they did in October. Thanks for the call, Alex. 780-496-0063. Leafs over the Oilers 3-2 
in overtime. Kadri, two goals, is the first star. Goaltender Frederick Anderson with 44 saves is the second star. Connor Brown from the Leafs is named the third star. Rob and I are going to give out the fourth star of the game, courtesy of Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. I, you know what? I'm, I'm just because he played his his first NHL game tonight, and I thought held his own quite well. I'm going to go with Matthew Benning. Plays 13:51, gets a couple of shots, and is plus one. Though yeah, there he was, small... yeah, he was very good. Reed, you're right. I'm going to go with his defensive partner, Danelle Nurse, who scored a goal tonight. Played 18 minutes, but he led the team. Or sorry, one of the leaders in the team was six shots on net, and then led the team with five hits. I thought that pairing was very good, both Benning and Nurse. And uh, Oscar Clefbaum, <laughs> eight <laughs> shots for Clefbaum. Puglia Yarvi played a little more than he has been, 15-58. And he had seven shots tonight, another one blocked, and four more went wide. <laughs> Not so, afraid to shoot, is he? No, he's and he's, he's looking a little more composed. I mean, may, you know what? Maybe he gets a shot with McDavid at some point yeah. on the right wing. I mean, they're, and we the Oilers have shown this, both at a management and a coaching level. If you're a high draft pick or, or someone that they went out and acquired, you're going to have a longer leash and you're going to get more opportunities. So, you know, I wonder if, if Puglia Yarvi could get a chance here with McDavid. I mean, the Lions are going to be in flux a lot over All 82 season. games. Yep. And I'm sure every winger might get a chance to play to play with McDavid. So, I, I don't know. I mean, if it was me, if I had to make the choice, if somebody said to me, you have to take Eberle off that line and put a new right winger in there, Quite frankly, I would put Puglio Yarvi. I really would. You, you actually may just not worry about pulling Everly off. You might just flip the centerman, put dry settle with Lucic yeah. and Everly, yeah. and go that way. As and, and there's nothing wrong with that. When you when a team has success, you keep things the same. When the team struggles or does not have success, you flip things up. You get things changed around. And I think you're going to see that in New York. New York is is as much fun as it was watching this game against the Maple Leafs tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs are not the New York Rangers. The Rangers are a team that has eyes on being a Stanley Cup champion. So it's going to be a tough night. And Connor McDavid, he got bumped around tonight, but he's going to have to expect that every game. He is He's a super superstar in this league, and the New York Rangers are going to do the exact same thing, and they got better players. So it's going to be a tough night for the Oilers, but should be another uh, a fun night and another learning experience for this young team. No Japanese Village goal light tonight. The Oilers have to score five or more in a game for us to turn that on. They now haven't done that since the second game of the season. When they do, you go to the Oilers page on 630ched.com and you print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, we have Trevor on line two. Hello, Trevor. Hi, Reed and Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. I just wanted to comment on uh, the lack of pushback from the other big guys tonight. I thought it was absolutely astounding that McDavid was allowed to get pushed around like that without any kind of pushback at all from people that were brought in to kind of look after that sort of thing and make us a bigger, stronger, tougher team to play against. They sure weren't there tonight. Well, yes and no. I mean, the, the hits tonight were 34-32. So the Oilers were just as physical as the Leafs were. Uh, there's the one shift where after the the, the whistle, Kadri goes and, and gives a little extra push to Connor McDavid, and Lucic was very quickly in there. He's doing that too. So, I mean, Darnell Nurse had five hits tonight. Maroon had four. Uh, Pitlick had three. So those are players that got to be big and physical, and they were. I mean... Connor McDavid can't, he can't be babied. He can't every time someone gives him a push, 
you go in and, and you fight them. Nobody, nobody is scared in the National Hockey League like they used to be. If Dave Semeco went and talked to someone before, you were scared because Dave Semeco was going to grab you, beat you up, and not worry about the consequences. Well, it's different league now. You can't do that. You've got to play within the confines of the game. If someone does something cheap that puts a player's health at risk, well, then you do something. But Connor's going to get hit. He's going to get pushed. They're going to yap at him. Because if, if I'm coaching, and I'm sure if you are, if you're coaching, that's what you're doing, telling your player to try and get him off the game. So the, 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 lead, or the Oilers, could they have been more physical? Yes. But there's still a game that they easily could have won at the end of the game. They're one shot away. So I, I, I didn't see anything that happened to Connor McDavid tonight that I would think that the Oilers have to drop their gloves or go club someone over the head. That's just part of the game right now, and, and Connor understood that. You saw him laughing half the time. Well, while I, while I agree with what you're saying, Rob, at the same time, who was from the Oilers pushing one of their players? Right? No, no there, there's a good point. That's a good point. A very, very good point. And I've said that before because you can't, you can't go out and club someone. You can't, okay, he just pushed uh, the McDavid. I'm going to go and take a penalty. Well, now Toronto scores in the power play. It's a double win for them. But whenever Matthews touched the puck, Nylander touches the puck after the whistle, do something to them, little face wash, things like that, that you're not going to get called for. That is exactly what you should do. You're right there. Yeah, Trevor, I, I, I mean, I, I actually thought Nurse had a pretty good game and, and maybe not exactly what you're talking about and doing stuff after the whistle, but I, I thought Nurse occupied the space around the puck very well. You know, you've heard McClellan talk about playing another guy's equipment, playing over top of the puck. I thought he did a very good job at that. Um, did some of the other other Oilers big bodies have that puck presence as well as they did earlier in the season? Probably not, and maybe that's one little detail that leads to a one-goal loss instead of a one-goal win. Yeah, again, I agree with you there, Reed. Um, but I look back at the first goal, and, and I think Darnell missed his man there. Yeah, there was a yep. mess up there, you're right. And mm-hmm. well, and, and also, I mean, Letestu won the faceoff clean, right. and then Clefbaum and McDavid got their wires crossed, throwing the puck up up the wall, and, and that, that led to that two-on-one down low. Uh, the first goal, who do they have on the ice? They have Larson and Clefbaum on the ice for that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think it was Nurse. It was Larson and Clefbaum. Nurse was on for the second one. Oh, you're right. It was the second goal. Yes, you're right. Okay, you're but right. yeah, yeah. but the, the first one, they should have had the puck out, regardless of That's what we're talking about on the other one. Thanks, Trevor. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, 780-496-0063. Here's what we got to do. we got to take a quick timeout. If you're on hold, stay there. We will get to you. We'll uh, jump into the text line as well at 630-630. We'll out- update the out-of-town scoreboard, hockey and baseball, as we roll along. The Oilers got to settle for a single point tonight. They lose 3-2 in overtime to the Leafs. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Now it's Nazem Kadri slides out. Riley a shot redirected. Save made. I can't tell, but an unbelievable stop on Tyler Bozak. How did he keep that out with the left skate? Denying Tyler Bozak, and sure Toronto will go on the power play. 
Well, no goaltending problems for the Oilers. Cam Talbot, solid again, makes 28 saves on 31 shots. That's his save of the game. Courtesy of Armour Insurance, complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at armorinsurance.ca. Nazem Kadri beat him early, and he beats him to end it 12 seconds into overtime. The Leafs win 3-2. Other NHL action tonight before we get back to the phone line. Chicago leads Calgary 3-1 with five minutes left. San Jose up 1-0 on Arizona late in the first Predators with a 3-1 cushion over the Avalanche after two. No score early, Ducks and Kings. The Rangers will be licking their chops to play the Oilers on Thursday. New York blowing out St. Louis 5-0. The Blue Jackets beat the Stars 3-2 in overtime. Sam Sam Gagne tied it, what was it, 12 seconds, 16 seconds? 12 seconds left, I think, on a power play. You called it early. You said Sam Gagne scored about an hour and a half before he did. I I thought I saw something on Twitter that said he scored, but he didn't. What's Friday's lotto numbers? Maybe I had a premonition. I had a Twitter, a Twitter-nition. Well, can you got Friday's, on do you have Friday's lotto numbers Only for me then? I'm looking at Twitter at the time. Well, put get Twitter on. I need to know. <laughs> the Lightning over the Islanders 6-1. The Senators in overtime over the Hurricanes 2-1. Bruins beat the Panthers 2-1. The Sabres beat the Wild 2-1. 2-1? And the uh, Capitals win in Winnipeg 3-2. Okay. Oh, World Series. Well, let's talk about that. Don't forget about that. 7-2 for the Cubs, bottom of the seventh. They uh, had a grand slam from Addison Russell in the third. Addison Russell has six RBIs tonight. That's a record, World Series record. World Series record, I think. All right. 780-496-0063. We have Drock on the line. Hey, Drock, thanks for calling. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? We're doing very well. I just wanted to... uh just happy with the uh, Oilers getting a point tonight and uh, help its performance. That's what we need is a goalie to keep us in, to give us a chance. And uh, happy with the fourth line, the hitter guys pitching in. And just, uh, the only kind of thing that's a little negative for me is maybe Eberle just not playing. I don't know if he's 100% or he's just not you know, playing like himself. And you guys are saying maybe putting Foley Arby on the first line and if you try that, and one more comment is next time, Cavalry, when he comes to Edmonton, he won't be running around like that. I nope. think the Oilers will learn a, learn a lesson by tonight. And it's just, a, it's, just uh, it's just growing. They're learning every time they play, and it's just another step. And uh, I think, yeah, when they come to, uh, Toronto comes to Edmonton, he won't be running around like that, taking liberties to McDavid. Well, I'm going to be waiting for Kadri when they get off the bus downtown. I can tell you that, Drock. But Ta- Tanya Harding, I'm aren't you? Yeah. You're going to Tanya Harding. No, but I think I, I think you make good points there, Drock. And I don't know if you heard Bob reference after the game. He didn't say what, but I, and I didn't even know this till Bob said it that Everly's dealing with with something. It's obviously yeah. not serious enough to leave him uh, leave him out of the lineup. But uh, I mean, look, this this is another challenge for the Oilers. Five game road trip. More teams that were in the playoffs last year. No, it doesn't mean they're yeah. going to be good again this year, but that's, you know, right now we have more of last year to go on than this year. But I, but I think you make a good point about Talbot. You feel yeah. good about the goaltending, and there hasn't been a soft goal since the Buffalo game. No, if it wasn't for Talbot, it wouldn't be uh, 2-1 tonight, that's for sure. Yeah. We would have, uh, you know, he kept us in there, he gave the boys a chance, and I like the pushback by Edmonton, because last year they wouldn't have had that pushback. It seemed like they folded and they went to bed after they were down. But you could see the mindset's different, and, and even the, I'm not from Edmonton, but I'm a uh, been a fan all my life. I came to Edmonton today, and I could feel it in the city. I could feel that looking at the Oilers fans in a mall, and there's just a different uh, different atmosphere, and it's good. Right feels on, good Drock. Be, uh, feels good to be seven and two. 
Right on, Drock. I hope you call us again. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. It's 855. Oilers come up short. 3-2 overtime loss to the Leafs. We also have George on the open line. George, you're on with Robin Reed. Hey, how are you? Yeah, we're doing well. Good. Yeah, so I was at the game in ACC, and uh, that crowd isn't, that, crowd isn't very loud, but uh, they kind of got loud at the uh, when um, they scored there from the game, eh? But... George, I want to ask you a question since you were there. I mean, the Leafs are, are kind of like the Oilers. They haven't been that good for a while. And they had three overtime games this year that all they lost all of them, and they were getting badly outshot. Did you get the sense that the crowd was waiting for something bad to happen? Well, uh, I don't know. The crowd, the crowd wasn't loud. Like, they weren't, they weren't that loud. Like, they weren't the whole game, basically, right? And then as soon as they, they won it, they sort of cheered, right? Like, the... Um, I don't know, like uh at the sense they've been in the losing a losing team for a long time, eh? But you know, they have their culture, right? Like they have all the, the hundred top players come on the scoreboard and stuff, right? And yeah. But uh I guess they get the sense they're in a pretty long losing culture because like they haven't Bill Baruco has not scored their last tough goal right. away, but right. It's 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 yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Thanks, George. We appreciate you calling, buddy. Especially from Toronto. Good stuff. 780-496-0063. Here's what we got to do. Well, we got a minute or two before we got to bring people the news, traffic, and weather, which, by the way, I think people are going to like if, mm-hmm. if it hasn't uh, changed. Um, Rob, what did you think of the overtime goal? I mean, I know there's some stuff going around on Twitter of a frozen screenshot. Oh, it was a hold on Kadri. I, I don't know if there was anything well, detectable at full speed. It, it was it was a hold. He, he grabbed his arm, and but that's fighting for the puck. It's it, when when two guys have come together that close. There's that happens all the time. It's not going to get called. It's when the guy has to reach out. It's like in in football where the guy you can see the guy's arm extended, holding onto a guy's shirt. It's holding, but when the guy's arms are in and he's holding the shirt, they don't call it. So, uh, he Kadri just he outbattled him. It, it, it was a, a great play by Kadri. First, receiving the puck. Second, beating McDavid to the net. And third, an absolutely wonderful deke. I mean, that is great hands moving from one side to the other that quickly around Talbot. So uh, was it a, a penalty? Yeah, it, it was a penalty, but you do not see that called very often. And he won the faceoff, which yeah, in three-on-three three overtime often decides the game. Well, you and I said, oh, you when they win the draw, you go, oh, oh, we're in trouble. I said, yeah, we don't usually see the puck after the other team wins. Neither team does. If you win a faceoff, you got control, and the Maple Leafs made the best of it. All right, the Oilers are 7-2-1, and one, winless in their last two. The Leafs take it 3-2 in overtime tonight. Brad is up next on the open line. He's also going to finish the play this evening, and you'll hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. All ahead from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, it's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Nazem Kadra with two goals, including the overtime winner. The Leafs beat the Oilers 3-2 tonight. Anton Lander and Darnell Nurse scored for Edmonton, who fall the 7-2 and 1 on the season. The Oilers outshot the Leafs 46-31, but could not get the victory. Thanks for tuning in along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We'll go right back to the phone lines. We have Brad standing by. Hey, Brad. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. 
Oh, that's good. Say, uh, I know, Rob, you said it's not like the old league where Lucci can stop in and fight every time Connor gets uh, roughed around, but, you know, just hit them in the boards and taking them out of the play, it just doesn't seem to happen tonight. Well, I, I, I mean, the, if you look at the stats, both, they both teams had the same amount of hits, 34-32, so they were both physical. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I saw any... Uh, plays that Lucic turned away from throwing a hit or Maroon turned away from throwing a hit. It's one thing to say go out and do it. It's another thing for it to be there and available for you. Um, I, 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 I don't think what happened with Connor was, was that bad. I mean, he's going to get hit. He, he's going to be. Guys are going to jaw at him. That's what they have to do. They have to throw him off his game. I mean, Connor still fought through it, still had a number of chances. So, I mean, I don't see the fact that Kadri was physical against Connor McDavid as, as something that needed the players to go out and, and change their game for it. I mean, it, it, I thought Kadri played a smart game. He, he didn't take dumb penalties by going out of his way, throwing late hits, cross things like that. So, I mean, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see anything where I thought that Lucic should have done more or that Maroon should have done more. thought it was a good hockey game. It was close. I think that in the third period, if all of a sudden Lucic or Maroon or Pouliot or Nurse took a dumb penalty retaliating and Toronto wins in the third period in a close game, then we'd be sitting here answering questions of why you would have that guy out taking a dumb penalty in an important game in a close game. So, to me, it was a simple thing that Kadri did his job better than Connor McDavid did tonight. And it's yeah, something that's Kadri not going to happen had, a whole lot. Yeah, Kadri really played well tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem for Kadri is he doesn't do that enough. Right. I, yeah, mean, well, yeah, I mean, if he played like that every game, I mean, Kadri would be a very, very effective player. But it, the problem for him, he's been hit and miss, hot and cold a lot in his career in Toronto. And as I know that on, or I think it was Jack Michaels was talking about at the end of our game on 6.30, Chad, that maybe this... Uh, rejuvenates a cadre. Maybe it turns his season around because tonight, and it's we, we only saw the one sample size, one game, he was excellent tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Brad, you're going to finish the play tonight. You can qualify for the grand prize draw, $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Centre. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Here we go. There, there, look, there's good and bad there. Off the draw, here's Pooley Harvey Outside the right circle, shot, and that's towed aside by Anderson. One time! Okay, I think I know which play that was. Is that a goal or a no goal, Brad? No goal. Here we go. Look, there's good and bad there. Off the draw, here's Pooley Harvey Outside the right circle, shot, and that's towed aside by Anderson. One time by Kleppbaum off the post and out. That's two posts the Oilers have hit, and that one, partner, was the inside of the right post, and it swung about four or five centimeters in front of the goal line through the blue paint. Clefbaum firing away tonight. We mentioned eight shots on goal. That one off the goal post. So I guess that would count as a shot because it hit Anderson first, even though it wound up going off the post. Yeah, so that, that it would should be. A be shot. Yes. Yeah, it should be a shot. Oilers uh, couldn't get another one by Anderson. They lose 3-2 in overtime. Mike is up next on the phone lines, but we want to go back to Toronto and here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. I thought it was a game where you guys threw 46 shots on goal, but it didn't really feel like there was those great scoring chances that you guys were creating early on in, earlier in the season. Uh, actually, I thought we got uh, some real good 
um, looks at the net. I thought we had some deflections that were uh, were from up high in the area, uh, or in the slot area, pardon me, and Anderson made some real good saves. Uh, we got the loose pucks for secondary chances, so I liked our, our attack mentality until about the last 10 minutes of the game after we tied it. We didn't want to shoot the puck anymore, but so... Uh, uh, that kind of slowed things down for us. But if we would have kept that same shooting mentality, I think we would have had a better opportunity at winning it. Could you speak to the play of Cam the last couple of games? Like he's made those saves that your team has needed to stay close Cam enough. Talbot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, there's not much to say about it. We watch him play every night and he's uh, played tremendous. It's, uh, you know, it's not even alarming for us. Maybe that's why I don't sound as enthused about it because that's just how he uh, he plays night in and night out. He makes some tremendous saves and, and gives us a chance to win when we make mistakes. It seemed like uh, you were putting Connor in every situation tonight, power play, penalty kill, double shift. Uh, uh, yeah, we, um, well, he's he's very capable of playing, um, playing high minutes and uh, he's a penalty killer and a power play guy for us in, on any given night. Um, as we play on the road and teams get the matches they want, we have to try and uh, disrupt that a little bit. And, um, you know, again, it's early in the season. He's fresh. He's, he's got a lot of energy, and, and uh, we have the ability to use him in, in many different uh, scenarios. How do you think he handled the pressure of being back here, just all the extra attention paid towards him? You've been around him enough. I thought he was fine. He was Connor like he normally is. and. Uh, you know, passionately approached the game and, and gave us everything he had. Todd, you mentioned cleaning up a few things after the Ottawa game. How well do you think you guys did that tonight? Well, I thought this was a much better game for us than the Ottawa one. We had uh, a lot of jump in our legs. We got to uh, to loose pucks to keep plays alive. Um, we had pressure situations that we created by, by some tenacity in our game that we didn't have against Ottawa. Uh, so overall, I think it was an improvement. Um, would have we loved to leave with two points? Of course we would have, but uh, not tonight. Todd, you've moved Connor around before. What led you to shuttle him up and down each line, put him on the wing? I mean, you really moved him around as much as you have ever. Um, well, we're on the road, and they get the match they want, so it makes it a little bit harder for uh, for the opposition to figure out what's going on. Um, keeps our bench on their toes a little bit and engaged because you never know who's going. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, he has the ability to, uh, to play in every situation. He's got great legs, and why not use them? All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Rob, I want to get you to comment on that last part. You heard Jack ask, ask the question. McDavid plays 22-46, was moved around a lot. That's high ice time even for him by, mm-hmm. by a couple of minutes. Um, now, Todd gave his reasons for doing it. Is there a, are there downsides, though? to playing a guy that much and moving him around? And if so, did they affect the game tonight? No, I think it's the opposite. I think it helps. I think that as a player, when you get double shifted, when you get thrown out in different scenarios with different line mates, it pumps you up. It keeps you in the game. It, it, it makes you feel I mean, good about yourself. All right, they're putting me out again. Now I'm playing with these guys. And when it's a McDavid, a special player, and if you look at Toronto, if it was a Nylander or a Matthews, if it's a McDavid, now the players he's going out to play with They've got a little extra jump in there, and their step too. All of a sudden, he's out there with Nugent Hopkins and Cassian. Well, now they're okay. Let's have a good shift. We got McDavid. Let's take advantage of it. So, uh, I, I think it it, it, it uh, invigorates him. I think he, he likes it. He wants to do it, um, and, and they need to do it. I mean, teams have got a game plan when Connor McDavid steps on the ice. 
So you try to disrupt it as much as you can. And what you try to do too, sometimes we didn't see it tonight. You get a, a too many men on the ice penalty or a confusion with a, a, a line change and you take advantage of those too. Toronto did a good job and they were able to keep the players they wanted on and off the ice when they needed to. The uh, Leafs ice time leader, a familiar name, Martin Marincin, played 23-43. Austin Matthews uh, wound up playing 19-28 quieter. Well, he had six shots on goal. I wouldn't have thought that. He had the one really good chance. Uh, he had a couple of really good shifts. There, I think his came in spurts. I think probably had two probably or three Probably later shifts. in the game. Yeah, no, he, he played well. I, I thought, to me, the best player on the Leafs tonight, well, Caudry. But then I really like that Nylander. Yeah. I thought he had a wonderful game. He moves the puck well. Reminds me a lot of Backstrom with the Washington Capitals, the way he plays. Mike is on the line. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Yeah, go ahead. uh, Talk about cleft bomb. Sure. I didn't think he had that great of a game. I mean, I know he had eight shots on net, whatever you guys are saying, but he's given the puck away a lot. Like, bad, bad passes. Like, last year, he seemed to be way better than he is this year. Like, he seems to be making terrible passes. I don't know your option is on that, but... Well, I, I I thought the first goal, like like Rob and I mentioned, is something went wrong, and he threw the ball up uh, the ball, the puck up the... <laughs> I've been mixing my sports here, Mike. He, he threw the puck up the wall, and I think that McDavid didn't get to the wall quick enough, and then I think Clefbaum tried to adjust the pass... And then it was in McDavid's feet, and it got turned over. I, I think that's probably a little bit on oh, both guys. Gosh, it was way before anybody was out there. Like he was. Well, McDavid was trying to get over there, and I think he was turning to accept the pass as it came. But I, the reason I don't throw that all on Clefbaum, Mike, is because I see them work on that in practice, and they are harped on that that winger has to hustle over to that wall. Now, that was Latestu taking the draw with McDavid lined up as a winger, and even though he's fast and everything, he's not usually in in, in that situation. I think Clefbaum's going to be interesting to watch. I think there's a, there's a, yeah. a lot of ability there. Uh, clearly, I'm sure you know. Last year, his season was was totally disrailed or de- derailed yeah. by the oh, injury. Sure, yeah. Like so, awesome. yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think D on there like he'd be number one. Like he, he's like a little Weber, like you know, not a little one, but you know. Sorry, who's that? Larson. Like he's awesome. Well, Larson, yeah, Larson's defending well, and I, I just think they're going to stick with that pairing. Um, I personally, I didn't think Clefbaum was was as sloppy as you as you thought tonight. But I also I also think he's not back at the level he wants to be. I still think he's a little up and down, and he didn't play hockey from December until this September, right? He missed like basically yeah, nine months. Like maybe he's a little rusty or what? But holy man, like he's not uh, as good as he was at the beginning of last year, but. Yeah, well, hopefully he comes along. And they're going to need a little more offense from the defense as well, Mike, because Darnell Nurse is the only defenseman to have scored, and we're 10 games he into the season. He had an awesome game, Nurse. And you know what, Mike? After the first two Calgary games, I host a show on non-game nights called Inside Sports. A lot of people yeah. wanted Nurse sent down to the minors. Ah, uh, no way. No, they're not saying yeah, that now. He's great role right now, and he's, yeah, he's awesome. Thank, like thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. By the way, Connor McDavid's usage tonight and his movement around the lineup was our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Oilers lose three two in overtime to the Leafs. You'll hear from Connor McDavid when we get back. 
This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cubs now up 9-2 on Cleveland in the top of the ninth. Looks like Game 7 tomorrow in the NHL. Chicago over Calgary 5-1. The Capitals beat the Jets 3-2. Buffalo wins 2-1 in Minnesota. The Bruins win 2-1 over the Panthers. In overtime, the Senators edge the Hurricanes 2-1. The Lightning ring up the Islanders 6-1. Blue Jackets in OT 3-2 over Dallas. The Rangers thump the Blues 5-zip. After one, the Ducks are up 1-0 on the Kings. Sharks and Coyotes 1-1 early in the second. The Preds lead the Avs 3-1 in the third. And of course, as you heard right here on 630 Jed, the Maple Leafs beat the Oilers 3-2. Connor McDavid held off the score sheet. Your team did, but it didn't really feel like you guys we're getting those great eight chances. Were you happy with what your team generated in this one? Um, you know, they played well defensively. Um, you know, we did some good stuff and got our shots through and, and got, got you know, shot and got it back. And, you know, that was the game plan. So we did some good stuff, uh, you know, that way. You seen the talk to the rep after the winning goal in overtime? Is something that Kadri did? To... Uh, you know what? I, I, uh, I have an opinion on it. I don't really want to share it too much. You know, the ref saw what he saw. Kadri made a good play. What about your matchup with him tonight, uh, back and forth? Uh, yeah, he's a good player, and he, he played me hard, and um, no good for him. Were you surprised you were in the first period seeing so many different line combinations? I know as a player, you, you just want to be out there playing. But yeah, you just, play, you, you, just play the, you just play the game, and, and um, you know, whoever you're out there with, um, well, that's, that's who you're playing with, and, and um, you know, we're very fortunate that we have you know a group of forwards on this team that everyone's pretty easy to play with, so no, no matter who you're out there with, um, it's, uh, it's all right. Can you speak to the play of Cam in this game? Last game he did, held you guys in it, this one once again. Yeah, you know, he, he's a rock back there for us, and uh, you know, we can only rely on him so much. Um, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, and, and he's handling it all uh, you know, amazing. And uh, you know, I don't really know how he's doing it, but um, you know, it speaks to the kind of guy he is. Did playing here for the first time meet your height? Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up watching this quality, and um, that was cool to play here. How did it feel getting double shifted? Were you, were you tired towards the end of it all? No, um, no. You know, if you, you keep your shift short and all that, um, you know, you're, uh, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I, I feel like I could, I could do that. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. that's, that's such a silly question. How do you feel about being double shifted? Are you tired? There is not a player in the world that's, you know what? I was a little tired. I'm going to tell the coach next game, play me a little less. Never. Ever will a player say that? I was just <laughs> laughing. Now. Okay, were you tired, Connor? You want to come? Well, off? yeah, and it probably depends on who's being asked too. I mean, doesn't matter who's Matthew, being asked. Matthew Benning would have played thirty minutes tonight. It might have been a valid question because no, he wouldn't expect he's, that. He's not, no, he's not going to say no. I was too tired. I shouldn't have you played. You might say much. he was surprised though to play that. But well, if it was a guy, yeah, but that's not what. Yes, he said, "Were you tired?" There's no player. Ever is going to say he's tired. Yeah, don't play me so much, coach. I'd rather sit and watch. Uh, Big David, uh, careful, obviously. He said he has an opinion on the <laughs> on the uh, winning goal. I mean, look, I I, I, I was fine with, with the no penalty call, Rob. Mm-hmm. I know you thought it was probably a penalty. Well, I, I think you have to allow some of that hand fighting to go on. Well, I agree. I agree. It, it, it was a penalty, but they're not going to call it. And if it would have been the other way, I wouldn't expect it to be called and, it against the for against the, the, the Leafs. So. And I wonder, since how close together they were at the time, I wonder if a ref even was in a position to see it and how fast it would have happened. Probably not. Like, it wasn't an extended hole. Well, if it's an extended, you said that. If yeah, it's, it's an like extended, extended hole. where you can see it, yeah. but if it's close and they're not going to 
but it, but not just arm extended, but an extended period of time as well. Then, True. Then it would be called. But uh, and McDavid didn't uh, say much about Kadri either. Good for him. Had a good game. He did. Yeah. He scored twice. Got the game winner. And the Leafs get the last last night, 3-2 in overtime. All right, it's a, it's a tough stretch of 10 games coming up here, Rob. The Oilers are 7-2-1 and one through the first 10. Some some good signs. Now the test continues here with a bunch of clubs. Now, again, based on last year, who were all in the playoffs last year. Well, we talked at the beginning of the season. The Oilers have a very favorable schedule to start the year. A lot of home games, a lot of games against teams that didn't make the playoffs, games that the Oilers have good opportunities to win. And they went out and got the job done. Now they're playing 10 very tough games. I mean, we're talking some of the elite teams in the league. We don't feel that they have a, 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 an easier game until November 23rd, 11 games from now. So this will be a humongous test for the Edmonton Oilers, and they've got to start rebounding off of, you know, losses. And it starts in, in New York, which is never, ever a t- an easy place to play. It'll be a tough night. Going to be fun. Oilers at Rangers on Thursday. Early one, 3.30 face-off show. 5 o'clock for the drop of the puck right here on 6.30. Ched, Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 9. We'll have Kelly Rudy on the show as well as Eskimos president, Len Rhodes. Thanks to our studio producer this evening, Kellen Kennedy. You can get more post-game reaction on the Oilers page at 630Ched.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. In overtime, Leafs 3, Oilers too. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.